Hello, everyone, and welcome to the I Get Buckets podcast. My name is Simon Harrison. I am your host, as always, and this is a very special bonus edition podcast. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're here with the one and only, the reigning champion, the coach of Stairway to Kevin, and one of my favorite people in the whole world is the one and the only, Dan Britannia. How are you, mate? Dude, every time you introduce me, it's like the best thing ever. I, I love you. Let's go for this. <laughs> <laughs> I always feel like I've, I've set the bar high and have to go over, but it's always easy when it's, it comes to, to introducing you, you, mate. It's just, um, it's an absolute pleasure to have you here. And I'm really excited for, for today. I know we've spoke a lot about, you know, basketball coming into to this season now. It's been a few weeks since we drafted, but, um, it's been, um, not lonely or weird, but I'm very excited to have someone else on the podcast to to kind of hand over the reins a little bit and hear someone else's voice other than mine. So it's 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 real fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well, man. And um, I was thinking like in this draft uh, review, as commissioner, you should have the right to say anything back that you'd like to say about my thoughts. If you think I'm uh, wrong, inconsistent, uh, right, even that'd be good. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm down for having a good chat today. Like honestly, yeah, yeah. No, sounds good. I think as always, it's like the thoughts are all just you know like projecting. We will we'll see very soon. Given today is literally um, Tuesday evening uh, Australia time, so basketball starts tomorrow. This <laughs> we're getting in yeah. this right in time. But it, it's going to be fun. Obviously, I've done all the the previews for other teams, and I'll let you kind of um, put my team like over the <laughs> the table, and 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 you can have your way with it. I'm very happy for you to to <laughs> let me know. I've got really burning questions, or I'm very interested in your thoughts. Um, but I'll I'll let you kind of take control, and if there's anything. You, um, you do want to kind of see where my head was at. I think it'll be fun. And if we have time at the very end, um, I'll, I'd love to get a couple of your thoughts on on some of the, the things we spoke about for your team as well. But oh, I'm so bloody keen. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> um, yeah, let, let's save my team for later. It's all about yours right now. Um, Sounds good, mate. Yeah, so uh, I may as well kick off, man. So, like, obviously, first you drafted Jason Tatum. Um, I had him quite high on my board this year. I think um, the last... 30 games or so of the Celtics and how they just really drove it home. And Jason Tatum sort of like had that rise that took them all the way to the finals. Um, I had him, yeah, uh, I had him at five, honestly. Uh, And a little bit of a preface to this, I would ranked my guys a little bit differently this year. Like I didn't necessarily, like for example, Kevin Durant, who I heard you chatting about on the KG look, um, review uh he he wasn't really even on my radar like because i was sort of like looking for this this uh what i think you did really well with this pick is looking for a young bloke somebody who um is going to be playing most games if not all um or i can't say all these days i think like if you get over 70 games you're really doing well and particularly with your first pick i i think is that some of the logic that you had going in there yeah, well, I was really interested and it, it makes me feel good that you had him at five too because I think out of the first round, the, the pick five was like the hardest for me to go in yeah. and I had the same with you. Like I thought, you know, Kevin Durant just like skill-wise, you know, needed to be quite high and while I was surprised he kind of slipped to 12, um, it kind of made sense because of the, the things you said and yeah, that's what I wanted bit, to do. Yeah, just banking yeah, a little bit of the age. Play. You know, a little bit of like, is there going to be a little bit of that off-season drama coming into the season, whatever it might be. It just knocked him down a little bit. Whereas 
you know, I, I think Tatum has, since he's entered the league, really carried himself as um, uh, the word that's coming to my mind is a gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't think that's the right word. But, you know, he's, he's come in he's, and he re- he's there to play ball. Uh, and you know what you're going to get from him here on out. He's number one guy on Boston. You, you can't really go wrong with that pick. And, you know, the first four that came in, Jokic, Giannis, Luka, and Embiid, they were locked in as first four. I don't care what order you wanted to put them in and stuff like that. I'd probably, you know, I think the order that it went was how I would have drafted. And then I had Tatum as that lock-in sort of nice guy, and then you've got the question marks around Harden, Morant's health. Obviously, I drafted Williamson. It gets a little bit rough there. So, um, yeah, but I think that's um, that was the logic, and I think you made a really, really solid pick this year. Glad to hear you on board. Yeah, it's right. I'm worried only in the sense that there's that kind of drop-off from that top four you said, but I think it's, for me, it was the safest kind of way forward and whether he, you know, is in the same kind of grouping of, you know, that Hard and Morant Williamson, I think it's probably safe to say. But as you said, like, I just think with Boston and what they did last year and moving forward, um, I feel comfortable that he's going to give me a certain um, output that I can rely on. If, you, d- yeah. if you're talking just fantasy, um, he's might not be top five totals, but he'll probably be top five. Oh, sorry, he'll probably won't be... T- top five average, but he might be top five totals just because of the output that he's got. So I think he'd done really well regardless. Like, yeah. Anyway, I'll move on to pick two. <laughs> um, I drafted my guy Pas- Pascal because he's my guy. Yeah. And like there, he and Lamello were the only two people that I really, really had eyes for in um, round two. And you drafted Lamello. Uh, I think it was um, the right time to get him. You know, um, guards and points league, they sort of have a tiny bit less value than um, some of the centers and things like that. But ball like free ankle injury in, in uh, to take that into perspective as well. Uh, he's he's a similar sort of thing. He's, he's going to be playing hopefully set when the time we were drafting 70 plus games. Um, he just sort of did that last season. Uh so I think you chose really well. Um, he's got that full stat set that you really want to see in one of your two top picks. So you know that you're not just relying on a good shooting day, um, even though that, you know, sometimes his value can be tied to his shooting. But I think more so he's got those um, peripheral stats, particularly the assist to to back you up there. And he's not shy of a rebound, which is good. Um, yeah, I, like I... I wanted to come in and criticize you pretty hard, but <laughs> I can't with your first two picks. Like I wish I had um, like some contrasting thoughts, but I, I reckon your um, ideas would have sort of followed mine in that regard and why you drafted in second. Yeah. I mean, I think there'll be plenty of room for, for criticism as we go, but <laughs> I, I was happy with ball um, yeah. here. Um, I think he just kind of in the same vein as that Tatum in terms of young, high floor, going to play, does the, you know everything if it's you know poor shooting night it just it felt like similar vein but um less reliable or just less yeah. there obviously he's a little bit more um not sporadic but like you know he he hasn't got that established kind of um core eliteness you know in terms of his game and contrib- contributing to winning and everything like that so there's still going to be off nights i think and i'm worried about the hornets overall but i think he's 
kind of just like raw talent was, you know, at the point where I felt, you know, happy to kind of that someone else was going to get him if I didn't yeah. get him here. So, yeah, no, honestly, he he nearly went at um, pick 13, nearly went. So, uh, to get him at pick, pick 16, I think you've done pretty well. Um, and I, I can, again, like I know it's hard when an injury takes place after your draft and everything like that, but the logic was completely sound. Um, I'd even look like even taking into account his um, injury at the moment, maybe half a round, a full round later. But, yeah, uh, I, given the info that we had, I think he did really well. Uh, I think that um, he's just one. Of, he's just going to be a really interesting uh, person moving forward, like in years in the future as well. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him go top 10 sometime. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think so too. I know yeah. that he's been listed as highly doubtful for opening round, which actually makes me feel positive because yeah. I would have thought that he would have been 100% ruled out already. But yeah. if he only misses, you know, a handful of games, um, I think that would be a win given, yeah. you know, the the reporting after he did it. So, Yeah, well, look at Suggs. Uh, yeah, I know, we'll right? We'll get to Suggs. We'll get to Suggs, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, your next pick was um, Bam at a bio at pick twenty-five. Uh, I think this is great value. Um, like I look at the guys that go around him. Kawhi, you worry about his um, injuries and things like that. Davis went a little bit late, um, but Murray question marks with him and Trey, Paul George, uh, I, I like, and then Mobley even a little bit. I'd take Bam at a bio over a lot of those guys. Um, so I think that was a really savvy pick there. Um, He's just what the Heat need. Do you know what I mean? Like he he plays. Uh, I I've heard of him at uh, looking to add a little bit of the three to his game this season. I don't know how much of that's actually going to happen, but um, that that could result in some extra points. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, he's young. He's healthy. He's he's got a really strong floor on which he can build, and I think that's what you've done really well in the first three rounds. Um, you've built this really strong floor for your team to sort of, um, I guess just it, you cut out some of the variance, you cut out some of that hit or miss, the injury risk, that, that sort of stuff. I think you've done, um, yeah, you've made some really smart decisions. Yeah. I, I mean, from my point of view, like I think as you go through the team, we'll be able to get to a point where there's, differences of opinion just yes. by, you know, the, the, the virtue of it. But I think based on what happened last year, you know, having Westbrook and Zion as my first two picks, that really, it kind of just sent me off a little bit. So I kind of wanted to get value that I could be safe on. And I know it's not be all and end all in terms of getting one of those like two amazing picks, but it has felt like the last couple of years, um, the the people you've got in the first round have, have been really important. And, you know, the championship round last year, Jokic and Giannis were on the two teams that were there. Exactly. Um, Not a coincidence. Yeah. So, I, like, I think I was like, well, how can I minimize the risk as much as possible? And I thought Bam Adebayo, in my mind, was a, a late second rounder. Um, and when he, he slipped to the point Jake took Davis just before, yeah. I was thinking at this point, Bam or Davis, whoever kind of went to me, I would be pretty happy with. So, um, and I think I would have, yeah, I had Bam, you know, a little bit higher than Davis just because, yeah, I think the Heat are always seem to be good. And I think, you know, Bam's their best fantasy player and um, he's shown, you know, that really nice kind of elbow jumper. And if he wants to extend that a little bit, then um, maybe that's a good thing. (laughs) Um, Do you think he will? 
like I, I don't I, think he needs to, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. I guess the biggest question is they keep saying, oh, they don't have like a power forward at Miami, like, oh, who's going to play the power forward kind of. Yeah. So, you know, does Bam play power forward and um, Omer Yurt seven or whatever, like play center or do they do a few other kind of funky things? Like I'm not sure exactly what they I think they should just go full Toronto and give it go positionless basketball done. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the way it's going. I I, I think Bam um, can can play you know whatever kind of one and just switch. I genuinely um, think he could play from the three to the five if he wanted to, like for, yeah. probably a bit oversized for for a three. Um, but he if like they needed him there, he could probably you know if he can add that three to his game. But I like where I like watching him operate is in the post when he's like. Um, he's obviously a really good uh, assists guy for the center position as well, um, which helps to float his scores in fantasy. I think you, yeah, he's just he does the right things. I, I, if I'm the Heat, I'm building around Bam. I'm not trying to make Bam something else. Yeah, and what I think we do see of these kind of big guys at the top end of fantasy that have been taken, whether it's Davis, Bam, Towns, Sabonis, they're all good free throw shooters, and they kind of get yeah. to the line. So. I like that about Bam as well. Like, um, if you can get to the line a bunch, and um, he's a he's a real hard, you know, matchup for a lot of people, especially if he plays the four, um, and he's got kind of smaller guys on him that he can put in the torture chamber. I like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that term, torture chamber. <laughs> um, yeah, moving on to your next pick. Anyway, uh, the next pick was Donovan Mitchell at uh, forty six. Um, yeah, I think you spoke about it in the podcast earlier. The Cleveland guys were pretty hard to place. So I definitely had, um, I think, probably had Garland and Mobley around the same area and Donovan just a, a tad uh, smidge lower. Um, I think his game relies a little bit more on, like, the ball in his hands, um, you know, creating separation between him and his guy, uh, whatever it might be. And... Um, not necessarily he added like a lot to his game last season he, he you know he be he de- the defense seemed to come out of nowhere um he uh, i don't know he i could think from memory he was a top 40 guy in our league top yeah i think so he averaged 26.5 last yeah. year but i guess it was a little bit weird with obviously him being in utah um and the the way they ended their season, but yeah. he's like he's been a, a good fantasy player in points league, um, but this is the first one where I don't feel as like super confident about. In the same vein as like it's hard to evaluate Trey and Dejounte. Like I think it's the same way as like how is Mitchell? You know, you, the real life basketball is going to be good. But what does it do to the production for fantasy? Like it's it's one of those uh, questions. I even had that question going into um, drafting Garland at three picks beforehand. Um, you know, it's, it's just you go, you know, you're banking on a very good basketball player, um, but sometimes that doesn't always translate because of team build strategy, whatever it might be. So um, I, I like the fact that you rolled the dice here. Um, there was a lot of dice rolling in this um, in this round, particularly yeah. like uh, Simmons went straight after um, Irving a little bit further down, which I think was a steal, to be honest. But um, yeah, the, the, I, <laughs> the, the Irving conversation is hard to have without getting to a similar point. But yeah. I think it, it's all kind of 
PR now what's coming out of Brooklyn. But even today I read an article saying MVP Dark Horse, Kyrie Irving, like, <laughs> <laughs> which seems a bit crazy. But I think if if he plays and the whole, you know, shit about contract year, and we, we have it a few seasons past where he gets he gets drafted a round or two after he, he should just because yeah. of yeah. the drama. Um, but obviously you do that because he misses games. If he plays, he's a steal. With Donovan Mitchell, I had Garland as my best Cleveland player, and I like I think you were right to take him before Donovan. Um, I'm I'm curious if there's a scenario where Donovan does kind of work himself very quickly into being their best fantasy player just by like a numbers thing. I'm worried about the efficiency. I know you know it's a new kind of stuff for him. Um, I don't know. Yeah, if, the, thing, like, yeah. the thing that we've got to take into account, though, is he's he hasn't played with the color like he's played with Gobert, but he hasn't played with the uh, like I guess multiple people on the caliber of Allen Mobley and um, Garland. It's going to be so interesting to watch. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Mitchell can add a cheeky assist or two, just you know, with a lob to Allen or um, you know, finding Mobley. Uh, uh, it just it'd be I don't know. Yeah, I'm rambling. <laughs> no, it's hard. It's hard with him. But, I I hope he kind of comes in and he's like they've given him a bit of a green light to say we brought you in for a reason. Just do what yeah. you you got to do and and kind of shoot the ball. Um, and then we'll see what happens. Cleveland ha- like will be one of the, the teams that I'm really interested oh, to watch early. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, just, just quick uh, side note: Who are your league pass darlings this year? Um, I think it's hard not to go um, the Pelicans just because of the, yeah. the Zion factor and stuff. I'm a sneaky Detroit fan um, only because I think we're falling, I'm falling in love a little, little bit with Cade. Um, yeah. And then I guess the other one's probably Orlando. These are the, like a couple yeah. of the teams that are going to be bad, but I'm, I'm interested in watching. Um, yeah. And then you can hate watch the Lakers maybe for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a couple it's of teams? Fun, hate watching the I know. Lakers. I guess the thing is with Australia, like those California teams um, that are like their games, home ones come on at about two thirty in the afternoon. So depending on what you're doing, sometimes I catch like a, a Sacramento Kings or a Lakers or a Golden State or a Phoenix just because they're on in that later time okay. slot. Um, so they seem to be a couple of the ones um, to kind of get. But um, yeah, do you have? Do you have? Teams at the top well, of your list. I actually agree with a lot of yours, to be honest. Like Toronto is right up there because I just want to see how Barnes uh, comes on in his second year. Um, I, can't, I can't really say Homer is a league pass darling, though. <laughs> um, I'm so intrigued about the Magic. Um, yeah. I think Paolo is a good fit. I think, um, yeah, just seeing Wendell, if he can continue some of his production from last year. Uh, even if, like, for example, Suggs, does he put it together? Uh, wait, we, we'll get to Suggs. Hold on. <laughs> Let's continue with now. this review. <laughs> anyway, so the next pick was Jalen Brown at 55. Um, I really like like this pick. Um, you know, to get a second, you know, the second dude on a team uh, around about pick 55 is really good. Uh, he's He's... Average like 24 points per game last season, uh, which is a lot like that's our actual points per game, um, which is a lot more than you'd actually think for Jalen Brown sometimes. Like, um, 
Sometimes I worry a little bit about, like, uh, does he have the stats to support it? He's a great defender, but that doesn't always come up on the stat sheet. Um, so there's there's elements that you you go, oh, there's a reason why he's a second guy, <laughs> like, yeah. after Tatum, you know what I mean? Um, but at the same time, uh, to get that elite scoring, to get that uh, – you. I keep feeling like a broken record, to be honest, man. And I wanted to be more critical. Uh, let's let's go a hot take. I don't yeah. like Jalen Brown, <laughs> um, and the reasons why I don't like him is he he's a big boy, but he doesn't rebound that well. Um, he's a wing guy who could, you know, probably be that second pass and get a cheeky assist, but he doesn't. Um, and Boston Celtics suck. All right, so there's my criticisms. <laughs> but, like, to get that elite scoring at pick 55, fantasy-wise, I can't argue with it, unfortunately. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> I'm with you with the last point in terms of Boston suck. <laughs> um, I guess round five, so pick 45. Sorry, like, it, yeah. I always do that. Um, oh, yeah, sorry, 45, that's I, right. I yeah. always have to remind myself when we're looking yeah. at it. Thank um, you. <laughs> I've got heaps of question marks on a lot of my picks, but Jalen Brown, I feel quite comfortable with. I've, this is one of the first times I've kind of had insurance almost with the two Celtics guys. So I like the fact that I've got both of them. Um, I was very critical of some of the things he did in the finals, but I think the fact that he was there and he was like kind of took on the moment a little bit, um, I still lo- like liked when you remove yourself from it and kind of, value what the players were doing in that scenario and his handle was obviously a real issue but I think the three-point shooting has come on in terms of him being an open catch and shoot corner guy so I think I said quickly in another pod this kind of come off the screen um step back like he's added elements and I um I've it's taken me a, a couple of years and I think all the things you said um were pretty bang on it was more the, the timing of where I got him because I was tossing yeah, up between yeah. him and Donovan in the round before and the fact that he was still there, I was like, okay, I'm very happy. That's kind oh, of half of the things done. with the picks. It's like they're either good or bad depending on where you get them sometimes. So um, the way I sort of try to evaluate the pick is I look at the guys around him and I go like, okay, so round five we had Paolo, we had Chris Stapps, we had Giddy, Levine, like – uh, a whole bunch of them, and who stands out to me is my pick, Drew Holiday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no, no I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> it's just because it's bolded on the screen, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, but um, Jalen Brown's the one that uh, stands out. I'm, uh, I've got question marks, for example, around uh, actually not Levine and, and Brown. I think are probably the best picks in that that round, and um. For the same reasons, you know, if they're not the number one guy, they're the second guy, and they you can basically you've got production that you can bank on. Yeah. Um, moving on to so your pick fifty <laughs> uh, fifty six is CJ McCollum. Now, I I struggle with CJ. Um, personally, I think that um, a lot of his game relies on his shooting. Personally, uh, he's he's obviously a shooting guard over a point guard, but I do know he gets utilized in in um, the point guard position a, a little bit um, when he's on the court. Uh, he definitely has like primary ball handling handling um, duties. I 
this thing that I don't I don't like about the um, pick here is because, like, I think I, around this time I, I was looking for people who uh, were going to still support their stats with um, a little bit more than just scoring. And I, I feel like CJ McCollum can sort of, like, drop off from um, – he goes through peaks and troughs. I feel like you get three months of amazing uh, – sorry, three weeks of amazing production, then you get three weeks where it drops off and you can't hit a shot or, um, you know, pass the ball anymore and he seems to have forgotten how to play basketball. Um, so – I've uh, there might be one of the reasons why I've never really drafted him. Um, with that said, in the Pelican system, um, he, when he showed up there at the end of last season, uh, and then like going into this season, and everything that I'm hearing about him and his role, he's going to have the minutes. Um, he's going to be needed as a um, basically for Zion can go and cook. He can dish it out to the three. CJ can be. Um, out there ready to take it. He can be passing into Zion for a lob. Like, uh, that, I mean, the Pelicans in general and the pieces that they have um, give McCollum a lot of opportunities to produce. So while, I, while I'm usually reticent to pick him, it doesn't necessarily mean that he's not going to be a value pick here. Um, yeah, that's my Yeah, guess. I think he was probably the first one I took where I was like, He's at the, at the top of my kind of ranking board here, and I like I should take him, but um, it was more of a kind of a numbers thing and who was left. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm optimistic given the the way he played to finish the the season, but also um, I think mindful of um, you know Zion coming back and, and Ingram probably you know showing a lot more with his scoring. I, I'm I'm banking on him kind of playing point guard and then hopefully the assists are, are healthy enough and the fact that he's you know shown you know from seasons past you know the the scoring is is quite you know dynamic um that'll come together but uh, yeah I think it's it's one that I'm like I'm happy to have him on my team and I think the price that I paid was probably around about it um well I think it's a little bit of wait and see on, on how it is and he has been prone to, you know, miss months with injury before, which um, doesn't make me super excited. But, again, it was, yeah. As well. A lot of guards. Like, um, Paul Van Vliet. Like, I'm just looking at it now. McCollum, Bain, Murray, Brunson. I do think, for example, McCollum has more upside than, like, a Bain, Murray. Oh, yeah, Bain, Murray, Brunson, I guess. Uh, but I do sort of look at, like, uh you didn't really have control over it, but some of the guards that went beforehand, I probably got a little bit more faith in their production. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Uh, the next pick that you had at pick 65 was uh, RJ Barrett. Um, Jake will attest to this. I'm sort of – I'm not a big Barrett fan. Uh, I don't – I just think that, you know, a lot of what he does is a little bit hollow, but for uh, in terms of the fact that his percentages aren't great, um, he doesn't necessarily have the assist, uh, assists, and I don't think that should be out of his wheelhouse given, you know, uh, the fact that they've Knicks have pump, pumped a lot of money into him and stuff like that. They should be looking at, uh, like, they are expanding his role as the seasons go on, but I just haven't seen anything that gives me... Um, a lot of faith in his development overall and, and stuff. And Jake always says to me, he goes, man, he's young. 
He's, um, you know, he has improved every year. He's a 20-plus per game scorer, uh, things like that. And, and you know what, when it comes to um, fantasy, that's what you sort of want. You want to be looking for a bloke who is um, basically going to be scoring uh, night in, night out. I look at the guys that go uh, in this round and um, there were a lot of scorers and I, I think, I think that's that's the point to take a swing. I, I wouldn't see it. Um, sorry, I wouldn't be surprised to hear if by the end of this season, RJ's you know expanded his game to a point where maybe he's a fringe all star player. Um, at the same time, I don't have a lot of faith in it. Does that? Yeah. No, I think that's. I think this is probably another one of like the big risks where yeah, um, you could be pretty down on it. I think he's. He's yet to kind of proven his worth, and I think he's kind of um, uh, hurt people a lot for investing uh, an earlier draft pick in him in, in seasons previous. And I think it's interesting that in the draft he went um, number one, you know, Zion, number two, Jamarant. We're both seven and eight in our fantasy draft here, yeah, and yeah. he was the third taken, and he's sixty-five. So that gap of of those two to here in you know this year of their career is pretty interesting. Um, I just, I'm, I'm hoping, I think that even though he's got his, his money in his contract, he's, he's finally going to take that step. And I did, I did feel like I wasn't going to go in this early and then Brunson got drafted and I was like, oh, you know what? Like I see a world where Barrett potentially is, you know, one of their best, if not their best player, if things go weird with Randall. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think in my mind, I'm just I'm waiting for it. And because I've had him in years previous, if he busts out this year, I don't want to miss out. So then I um I might go a little bit early with him. Um, I think he's one of the real question marks. Um, Hon- that people honestly, have. like given his game and what we know and everything like that, I don't think you've gone too early. Maybe I would like him around later. Maybe two rounds later. Maybe I'm being like too biased in the negative um, way. Uh, but with that said, like if you look in this round, uh, Middleton injured, a little bit of a swing. Devin Vassell hasn't really produced to this level. Um, definitely a swing. Malcolm Brogdon, shit pick. <laughs> 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 no, but um, there's there's definitely a few swings in this in this round. Even like uh, uh, Green and Shengun. Like yeah, we we just. Um, I think it was the right time to take him. I think that, for example, um, given our uh, league history and everything, I, this is the time where some people don't mind taking a risk. They get their first, you know, their starting five or um, their, their solid foundation. And then r- round seven, eight, nine, they take a few swings that there's some a baseline production but could expand. And then towards the end, we're just sort of taking flyers, if that makes sense. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Would you agree with that as well? Do you think that there's a little bit of a trend in our league? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a time to kind of say, well, at this point, I can if I draft a, a certain player that I know, I know exactly what his role is, and it's going to be, you know, a, a seventeen, eighteen average. That's good, but I can, you know, replace that in free agency potentially. So let's have a swing on a guy who could average fourteen, but if everything goes right, could you know? break into a 20, 21, 22. I think players are, are happy to do that. I know Bogdanovich is going to be injured to start the season, as in Bogdan Bogdanovich. Yeah. Um, but I, I had him on ranking. Like he's he's a top 150 player, 
But in my mind, I was like, I don't kind of want him this year as much as I love him because I know what he's going to average and I'd rather swing on someone else. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I like, I, I think people have got a similar mindset with some of those things. Um, but the, I feel like the price that people are paying for these guys keeps getting earlier each draft because does, everyone knows that yeah, yeah. everyone wants the same kind of guys. Um, yeah. yeah. And I, I'm, I'm also noticing, uh, like I think the talent in the league and I've, I've heard it on podcast after podcast, the talent in the league right now is amazing. Um, yeah. You know, the, there's so many people knocking at the door of the all-star that, you know, you, you can't, you can't let everyone in. Do you know what I mean? And um, I, I think that people are starting to go, I'm going to pick my guy. I'm going to, you know, I want to watch this dude on league pass. I want to do this. I want to do that. Um, and I want him on my team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a little that. bit of that in my, in my head when I draft up, we'll talk about that later, but um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, sorry, I'll move on. So your next pick was uh, 76 and you got Tyler hero. Um, this one's an interesting uh, <laughs> one for me. Um, again, uh, hero, I, in the same, similar sort of reasons that I was sort of talking about McCollum, um, I don't feel like his consistency is like super there. I, what, I watch his games and uh, stuff and he's got that X factor. He's got that, you know, um, he, he's basically, he's a microwave scorer uh, and, and things like he, where I struggle with him is I feel like sometimes he's a little bit overhyped for what he does. Uh, and when I look at pick 76, I go, you've, it is a pretty much a home run. When you look at the way that Miami's structuring, he's, he's going to be, he's definitely going to be starting this season. I've got no doubt about it. He's not, he's going to be stepping out of that role of sixth man. And I think um, in the similar sort of vein that you're hoping for RJ's uh, role to expand, I think you can have those same hopes with Hero. Uh, I, I, I love Lowry, but I can see him shrinking sort of away into old age while um, Hero starts to step up and um, take on a little bit more of maybe a playmaking role, uh, which would be really interesting. You know, he's got the size to be a good rebounder too. Um, yeah, so it would be really interesting to see. Uh, this is the year for Hero. I think he got the contract with his extension. Um, it, was, it was an extension, right, not a new contract, um, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like he was eligible for that rookie extension that yeah, a lot yeah. of the players have got this week. So, yeah, he, he yeah. got that. Yeah, um, I, I obviously posted to the team chat. I was like, I don't know if it was <laughs> worth it. But then you see like pool getting around about the same amount, really similar guys. We know the salary cap's growing and things like that too. So um, the contract should be fine. Uh, the thing that I guess, um, yeah, like I said, my criticism is probably him more as a player, but not as a pick as, uh, at this spot for his fantasy production, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I think if I was to to play kind of in that lane, because I think it's quite fair, I would say, well, well, what's the difference between Tyler Hero and Jordan Clarkson who went four rounds later in terms of like that microwave scorer kind of yeah. guy? Um, but, yeah, I, I think where the thought process was, and I, I did think I had him quite early on, on my rankings and, again, a guy that I quite like to watch. Um, there's that like in the glimpses last year and he's sixth man of like running the offense, 
Um, can he do more of that and like build? Um, cause his shooting always been his hallmark, but there's been games where it hasn't looked as great as, as you just assume given that he was drafted yeah. as a shooter. I feel like he's moved more into this kind of scorer, but he does have the inefficiencies and stretches in games last year where when things weren't going well, he kind of like really disappeared. And if we get another season of that, I think it, it will kind of look at me drafting him pretty early, but I'm, I think I said with other teams, I've probably drafted him early enough that um, if he takes a step, it's fine, but it can, it can come back to haunt me. But um, I was I was happy to kind of bet on him here. Yeah, and again, like um, th- these are the rounds where we're all sort of taking swings. I think it is a, a well-placed one too. I think, um, you know, if I'm putting my money uh, on wh- whether he will step up or not, I'm probably marginally putting it on he will. Um, just with, you know, the, like I said, the changing in the, of the league, the talent that's coming in, <clears throat> excuse me, the changing of the league and the ta- talent that's coming in, it just seems to me that like while the old guard steps down, uh, the new guard can step up in Hero. Like, and you can see that like in the way that Miami Heat's structured with Lowry and Hero too. So it'd be really interesting to watch. Um, and you you can't knock uh, the Heat's player development system. They They do... Well, time in, time out, suppose a bloody mastermind. So, yeah, um, yeah I'm really looking forward to this for you to see <laughs> how he goes. But me, hero, I like, I still don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on anyway. So, uh, your next pick at round eight, sorry, round nine, pick 85 was Sadiq Bay. Um, I'm off Sadiq Bay, man. I, I know he's one of your boys. Uh, and stuff, but and I know he's had a fifty banger and everything like that. Uh, he he does, for example, get uh, games where he has an enormous amount of rebounds for his position, um, which uh, uh, just blow me away sometimes. Um, so the the reason that I'm sort of off him is I look at Detroit and I look at the pieces around him and where am I uh, where am I putting the ball? I'm putting the ball in Cade's hands. I'm putting the ball. Even like, for example, if I want somebody developing their shot, it's going to be Ivy. Um, I know that you said that, uh, you know, Bay's been in the gym. He's been working hard. He's been, you know, he's one of those dog players. And um, I have to agree with you on 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 that regard. But what, what I don't see is um, a strong enough role for him to be picked at uh, 85. I think I, I would have been close. I would have been happier maybe around later, 95 to 105 somewhere, I'd probably be happy to roll the dice on him. But, um, yeah, me personally, I, I also like um, I like the idea of taking, as, uh, for example, the rookie Jabari Smith. I think he's going to be quite interesting. He went um, around about the same time. And just after, uh, I've got, like, for example, uh, more faith in a Sadiq Bay or even like a Kevin Porter who went slightly after and Tyrese Maxey, I don't know how you let him go slip, you know, past over Bay. Um, I don't know how I let Tyrese Maxey slip past Kevin Porter, to be honest. Um, that was just an amazing pick. And, but anyway, um, yeah. So when, when I look at it in the context of the draft and who went before, who went after and like uh, what my personal thoughts are of him, I, I, I'm a little bit worried about this one compared to some other ones. Yeah, me too, to be honest. Yeah. I, I look at it and I think it stands out to me as 
as one that can be worrisome. Three, because I had him probably higher than others and I wasn't, I, I think I said, you know, the biggest regret of, of, of my draft was was taking him over Tyrese Maxey. Um, I think I'm hoping that he shows that he's he's not just this complimentary piece to what they're building in Detroit, that I oh know this guy is a, a built different kind of good enough that he is a, a focus that kind of comes up with the rest of the guys they've got there as a, a real kind of core piece to their development. Um mm-hmm. His shooting has been streaky, and I don't like the the percentage splits in, in preseason and and for for times of last season. But um, I really like him. I think I think he's a just a, an underrated player. Um, but I think you're right. I think I just you know whether it was too many of the the hazies on the on draft day or whatever. I know it wasn't that. <laughs> I think it was I was looking at getting a power forward, and then because I had you know not many and. I was looking at Jeremy Grant and then he went to pick before and I panicked. Um, yeah. That's kind of what happened, which, which happens. You know, you I think. know what, man? That's sometimes, that's something that I don't think we talk about enough when we're doing, um, you know, drafts and things like that is sometimes the positional need that you've got while you're drafting, you go like, look, I can wait to get a small forward until the end of the draft, but then he's going to be trash and then I won't be able to fill the roster spot and blah, blah, blah. So you end up like, for example, reaching on some guys or uh, maybe going, you know what? I like this guy. So I'll, I'll have a crack anyway, because he fits what I need. Yeah. Um, I think and, it's, I think you bang on and it's hard doing the reviews yeah. to know that kind of mindset because I was obviously yeah. lack of forwards, but even I got to the end of the draft and I didn't have like many centers at all. And, in my mind, there was this huge kind of glut of centers around that, you know, 100, 110, whether it was Shangun, Claxton, Wiseman, um, even a few others. And then they all started to go like earlier than I thought. And then we got to a point, I'm like, oh, I've all the centers are gone. <laughs> I need one here. And Dude. it's hard It's hard to know what people are thinking um, when you're looking at it. But I, I think it's I important. did the same thing, man. I did the same thing. I forgot about centers um, and I was drafting a whole bunch of wings and stuff like that. And then I was like, okay, I've got to stop drafting my guys and actually look at the positions a little bit more. And that's like, I think that's why I, I did like a, uh, I had a bit of a center run towards the end of my draft. Um, it just happens sometimes. And, you know, you can either keep track of the positions a little bit too much or um, you can forget about it. And in both ways, you sort of end up with a little bit of a panic. Yeah, I'm just looking here from um, picks 138 to 143. We had uh, six centers in a power forward, like in those seven picks. Like, so we got <laughs> to the end of the draft, and I think people were like, "Oh yeah, I just want one more center," um, because yeah. I haven't really topped up. And then people just went bang bang. Um, yeah. Except I, MJ, I think he had like you know centers for his yeah. first six picks. <laughs> I think so. I think I'm he joking, took them all. That's what happened. <laughs> Round 10, you chose Jordan Poole, pick 96. Um, spoiler alert for this one, this is 110% my favourite pick of yours. Um, I really like what he can do um, on the court. I love his play style. He's got, a, uh, he's got that confidence which may or may not have contributed to off-court issues in uh, Golden State Warriors, <laughs> but who knows. Uh, but he's got that confidence to st- step up to the defender uh, do a little bit of a shake and bake. I saw some um, preseason highlights and things yeah. where he just, he had that finesse and he had that like, 
FU attitude that I absolutely love. Um, he's like a Lou Williams with more upside. <laughs> and I love <laughs> yeah. Lou Williams, I have to say. Um, and yeah, the other thing that it that I like about John, uh, sorry, Poole's role is the fact that like if Draymond or um, Steph or Clay are out, he's in. He's going to be uh, going from his 26, 28 minutes a night, maybe even a little bit more, who knows, uh, six-man role into 30-plus minutes and um, producing pretty well uh, alongside those guys. Like, he he did it last season. Um, I had him for large chunks of life yeah. last season and um, really enjoyed it. I think the only reason he left my team was because I was a little bit worried about his production when Clay came back, but then Steph went out. So... Um, I guess it'll be interesting to see what a fully healthy um, Golden State Warriors is and the impact that it has on pool. Um, but for the most part, I think, um, like I said, this is my favorite pick of yours. Uh, I think he's got a lot of upside to outplay this position. Um, yeah, uh, he's he, him and Lowry in this round with probably the two top guys I'd pick. Um, yeah, you did really well. Cool. Yeah, Love I think him with pool party. <laughs> I like it. That's what I'm hoping for, man. Like, I think him and CJ were probably two of the picks where I got it. I'm like, oh, I don't know who to take. And I'm like, oh, well, he's there um, on my ranking to kind of as the next to go. And they're not feeling great about it. But the, the more we've kind of had it settle and some of the stuff I'm watching, I, I feel better. Um, obviously, I was worried that his you know jaw was out of place and he'd miss a few games, but he seems fine. <laughs> um, so, I'm, 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 I like the fact that, and maybe if you've got thoughts, it'd be interesting. Like I felt last year, I had a lot of players from teams who were like down the bottom and like, I'm like, Oh, I haven't got someone from the Celtics or the Sixers or even Golden State. Yeah. And then this year I have bet more players from teams who I think are going to win more games. And I like that. And I think that he's going to be on a winning team. You'd think, um, is a, good thing um it, that I'm, it makes yeah. it makes watching your fantasy team a little bit more interesting too like it, there's one thing to have the best guy on a shit team but then you, you're not watching their games as much you're not like you know what i mean like darren fox is all well and good as a fantasy producer but do you really <laughs> want to be watching the kings night in night out probably not do you know what i mean <laughs> it's a good point <laughs> yeah you know yeah so and um yeah, I like him, and I, he just he just excites me in in the ways that I wish. Like for example, um, he excites me in a way that Hero does not. Like it yeah. just he's got that that X factor. I think that I like I um, really like in a guard. He's just um won't, not scared of taking it in the lane. Not scared of stepping back from three. And um, yeah, and he's got all that game in the middle. And he's he's actually. Um, for like a backup shooting guard, he's gets some cheeky assists. I have to say, like he, he's got more to his game than you'd expect, which I I really um I really like. Anyway, um, did you have anything to add? No, I'm I'm excited to kind of watch him this year. Um, he'll be an interesting one. I'm I'm hoping for good things. Yeah. Um, moving on to the next uh, round, round eleven. Um, you got. Brandon Clark at pick 105. Uh, this one's a hard one to sort of review now, given we don't have the information that we had when you'd made the um, pick. Um, I I worry a little bit about his ability to um, produce when he's, uh, I guess, 
missed out on the starting spot that you'd hope he would have gotten uh, with JJ's absence, J, uh, Triple J's absence, sorry. Um, and, yeah, so, like, the rise of Santi Aldama, who's already been picked up off the wire to enter into the season, it'll be really interesting to see. I think Memphis, um, talking about league pass darlings, they're going to be really interesting to watch, particularly when um, Triple J comes back. Um, and just to see how their rotations shake out, um, he just got the extension of $54 million or something like that. Um, what was it today, like in the last 12 hours or so? 24 yeah, hours? that's it. I think it was four um, years, $52 million. Yeah, so I, I look at that and I go, well, Grizzlies obviously have an investment in him. They, they do value what he does and what he brings to the team. Uh, and he's, the good thing that he has on his side as well is um, he can produce in pretty limited minutes. Um, the thing that you'd like to see, though, is him just be given a chance to sort of step up and see what he looks like in 28 to 30 minutes a night. Um, but it just seems, I, I don't know why, it seems a little bit far off for him every year, every single year. It's like this is the rise of Brandon Clark. And then um, he just, he disappoints a little. Um, but with that said, pick 105, you're starting to, um, this is the time where, you know, the talent's starting to drop off. Uh, and you do have to sort of go, well, even if he might not get his um, get that 28 minutes that I was hoping for originally, he does have that law of production that is going to be relatively safe, even if it's a bench roll. Um, so that's my thoughts. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm worried about this one. Because yeah. the, the thought was, yeah, okay, he averaged 17 last year. Um, I think he's going to be afforded more of a role, especially if Triple J's out. You know, you watched him in the playoffs and it was, you know, maybe you factor in Steven Adams was either not in the rotation or kind of injured for some of those games. And he was, you know, really, really good. Okay, he's going to be better. But, yeah, I think as you said, the worry is, okay, nah, they they kind of fit him in with the minutes that he does off the bench and Santiago Dharma starts and um, they don't like him with um, Steven Adams. So where does that end him and it may it might be the same as last year and it's just a 17 average Memphis um, is the worst for that they just send out so many mixed signals fantasy <laughs> managers i can't tell you i like with the mixed messaging around their injuries the um odd things like for example prioritizing brooks over bain last season for some unknown reason uh, i think that might change coming into this season but um so uh yeah, we'll have to wait to see what happens. But, yeah, they really um, – it'll be really interesting to see how it all shakes out. There is obviously a role there for him, like the the extension says so. So it'll just be uh, – it'll be down to the size of it uh, at the end of the day. And, um, yeah, I think there was more hope at the time that we drafted that uh, it would actually expand. But I think that that's diminished a little as this preseason sort of uh, come on and, uh, and as the – start of the season approaches. Yeah. And I think while it is, you know, pick 105, there's a lot of drafts left still. So it's, it's still quite early enough to, to like hurt me if he, if he ends up not really um, producing as, as, as much as I was hoping. Yeah. Um, Anyway, moving on to the next one. uh, I thought Jalen Suggs on draft night uh, at pick 116 was 116. Yeah. Uh, was really savvy. I think um, I had him sort of like on my board, but as you can see, I sort of drafted centers be- uh, because I realized there was a need. Yeah. Uh, and 
I think, you know, last season, I don't think anyone could have had a worse um, rookie campaign being a top five pick. Like it just, it sucked. It's reminded me of like Anthony Bennett a little bit. You know what I mean? Like um, just, I I think his percentage from three was as lower than 30%. Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah. So, uh, but when you take that into account and you realize that he can't get shitter than that, um, there, there was a little bit of room to grow. And I've, I've got, I think Lamello's done it a little bit to me. Trey Young's done it a little bit to me. I've got a lot of faith in the development of second year guards. It's weird. Like I just like Cade, um, Anthony Edwards took a little bit of a leap as well. Maybe that was into his third season, not his second season. Um, and they they always take a little bit longer to develop. And I, I like I really like that you took a um, roll of the dice to see how it would go this season. I think this was the right time to take him. Um, he's got way more upside than anyone else on the board that got picked in this round. Uh, and But the thing is, he also has a low floor. The, these late rounds, you sort of have to deal with that. But... Um, yeah, overall, I really, really like this pick. Yeah, I, I, your thoughts are pretty aligned with mine, I think, because it was like a a kind of fantasy logic uh, pick in terms of like it's it's there for the potential. Um, and yeah, he was you know in the same breadth of your your Scotty Barnes and stuff last year in terms of rookies that needed to be drafted, and it's just gone you know horribly long. I'm just worried that he's not good. And like yeah, he's not good or he's <laughs> super injury prone. Like yeah. it's a knee, it's an ankle, it's a thumb, it's a uh what who knows, he'll have a headache next and he won't play. You know, <laughs> I know he's not gonna it like it's not that bad, but um yeah, so there's a little bit of that. Like we've already had the scare in the preseason with the um knee capsule sprain injury or whatever it was. Yeah. Um and now he's ready to play for the season opener. So what the yeah, I, I was like wondering if the MRI was going to come back with ACL when it happened. And then yeah. they're like, bone bruising, knee sprain. We'll see how it goes. And they're like, oh, no, he's going to play. No minutes restriction. So, I mean, that's obviously a huge relief that we get to see him. Because um, yeah. I was worried that, you know, an interrupted start only just, you know, paves the way for, for another kind of mediocre, if not, you know, quite awful season. But I, I, I do think the the Orlando guard rotation super up in the air and that, you know, Suggs has a real opportunity as someone, you know, who's they've invested in um, to, to take that um, opportunity, but we haven't, we're, we're drafting him based on, you know, him being a pick five last year, not because he's good. Uh, That's, that's where I, where I have my head at. So that's where I can kind of really fuck up your your stuff. There were staff last season. I will say there were some, uh, periods yeah. last season where he was productive, where he did get flashes of what he could actually do and why he was drafted so high. Um, I think the rise of Wagner sort of, um, I guess, put a and the injuries as well put a little bit of a pin in his development. But overall, um, I don't like. I, I see him as a you know a sort of like a Marcus Smart Bain type player, um, somebody who you know is a bit of a dog on defense and. Um, uh, that can uh, might not have the best shot, but uh, has the, I guess, enough skills to sort of back him up that he can wait to develop 
that a little bit more. It might be a little bit of a rough hold early on, but uh, yeah, have some faith. Yeah. Anyway, I want to slam through the next three because I know we're running short on time. Um, the next one was Herb Jones uh, at pick 125. I love this pick. Um, I love Herb Jones. So he is a little bit hit or miss on um, his fantasy production just because he does. Uh, he's a defense-minded sort of um, has to play in the shadow of Zion and blah, 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 blah type of stuff. But at the end of the day, <laughs> you know what I'm getting at? I think 100%. Knows what I'm yeah, getting. I'm the so, same. So, um, but the thing is, and what I like about him, he'll get some cheeky rebounds. He'll might get an assist or two because he is actually like a impressive passer for his position. Uh, and also as well, like he, he'll, he'll get two defensive stats a game and stuff. And it, it does give you a little bit of a floor to play off of, um, which I think is really good. So, um, yeah, uh, I can't say a bad thing about Herb Jones. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> He's one, on yeah. yeah. He doesn't stand out to me as someone I'm excited about. And I was oh, hoping no. you get like a couple of blocks and maybe some easy front of finishes. But I, I, I'm worried that there's going to be no rebounds after Zion and Valentunas and that it, it might kind of even out as someone that I might have to drop. But we'll see how we go. Yeah. Um, Smart was great, basically unrostable for, for a couple of seasons until he sort of clicked yeah. together. But yeah, anyway, um, moving on to the next one, mate, uh, was Kevin Herter. Now, uh, <laughs> I, I like Kevin Herter as a player. He fits like, uh, he fits basically any team that you, you put him on, um, but he doesn't excite me. I just, uh, like, there's nothing about, like, I, I can't remember exactly what he averaged last season. I'll just have a quick look. Um. Anyway, I just can't see him. If he averages 15 uh, fantasy points, I can't see him exceeding that 15 fantasy points this season. Do you know what I mean? Like there's nothing that makes him go, he's got a position or a role or a skill set that's uh, going to get him to break out. Um, he might su- supply you with that uh, safe floor to a degree. I think his minutes are relatively safe there at Sacramento. They need his shooting. They need his um, fade into the background type play style. <laughs> but um i guess at the end of the day like he reminds me of one of those glue guys that is going to be um that is going to i guess produce for you at around 14 level yeah yeah um, but there's just nothing that makes me go he's gonna like get into the top uh top 100 or anything like that yeah i mean i'm excited to to see what it looks like at sacramento and him starting at the two um and just kind of yeah, risky. Who cares? Fourteen yeah. round. Yeah, like, round fourteen. Let's let's see if the the best of the what we saw at Atlanta comes more consistently at Sacramento, which I, I'm optimistic but um, realistic about. If that makes sense. Yeah, hundred um, percent. And then finally, your last pick was Andre Drummond, who I believe you've already dropped. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm actually going to review Tari Eason. Okay, good. That's um, more I interesting. The, <laughs> I know the boys in the league are going to enjoy this as well, particularly Luki. He messaged me the other day and he's like, has Tari Eason been picked up yet? And uh, I was like, yeah, man, because uh, it already dropped out of our like recent transactions list. And he goes, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> when I picked it, Lugie was the person I was thinking of. <laughs> yeah, well, 100, 110%, man. Um, the preseason hype is real. Um, I worry a little bit about uh, if he can actually break through and play ahead of um, Tate and Gordon. 
Um, with that said, uh, I think it's a good swing, man. I, I think, um, you know, if he's getting 18 minutes, he's probably going to be rosterable, but not necessarily blowing your brains out. And then that will allow you for, um, if he does, for example, towards the end of the season, um, get allowed more minutes, gets played over tape, things like that. Um, I think that, you know, you've got real boom potential on that one. Um, yeah, I'm quite bullish on him, to be honest. And I, I wouldn't be surprised. Some guys just have this uh, ability to sort of carve out their role quite early on a team, even though it doesn't seem like they're going to be projected to. And Easton's just got that excitement about him that I think that he could actually do it. Yeah, I mean... I think people were going to jump on him if if I didn't, and that's not to say that you know he's going to come on in any way. I do looking at the highlights of his games in, in preseason, the stuff to really like, but there's also stuff that he just won't be able to do in a real game. Like he got a lot of kind of offensive boards and putbacks, yeah. just kind of running down the lane where effort wise teams were gonna not going to let you do that in a real game. They're going to box yeah. you out a lot harder. So I was mindful that some of it I think is a little bit empty, but I do think he's going to play himself into a rotation, hopefully. Um, I think he might be a patient one, but it was one of those, if I was going to risk it now is the time because someone else was definitely going to go. 110%, man. And like um, the fact that you dropped Drummond for him, uh, he's got way more upside than Drummond. <laughs> well, Drummond's um, been picked up already again. Um, yeah. So that yeah, made me but, feel like, oh, shit. <laughs> nah, man. Like I looked at him and I was like, I'll let him slide. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, yeah, you, you, you've done well, man. And like I said, it's got a lot of boom potential. You might have to be a little bit patient. But at the same time, like, you know, it's, the, um, it's taken a flyer at this stage. And I think this is the definition of a flyer. So really yeah. well done. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, that takes me to the end of the review. I think um, overall you've drafted very well. Uh, I think that there's looking up and down your roster, there's nothing that I go, oh, God, that was a bad uh, pick. I think, for example, in some, like, for example, in a bay where you've drafted maybe a little bit too early, you've gotten a Jalen Brown at a really good time or something like that it sort of evens out some of you. Um, uh some of that point variance, I think overall, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see how you go. Uh, I guess in my last, um, season with you guys, uh, I, I wanted to have a lot of fun going into, uh, this season. And, um, I'm really just looking forward to seeing other people, um, particularly yourself. I really like <laughs> to see you get a championship, man. It's going to be, it'll be really nice. So I don't think you've gotten one while I've been in the league. Yeah. That's kind of, kind of you. And there was that just, year with, that's almost that a backhanded compliment, David that one. And, oh, I didn't mean it as a backhanded nah, compliment. Nah, I really yeah. Have to say yeah. Like it's just in, in the sense that like there's, I'll say it again. So top to bottom, I look at your team and I go, it is pretty damn good. You've got like, um, you picked some really value guys uh, throughout the whole draft and you've compensated for some that I was a little bit worried about. Um, I really want to see you win. I do. Um, It'd be really awesome. Um, And I think you've set the foundations, particularly in your first five picks to do quite well, healthy, young, um, elite fantasy production, stuff like that. 
I'm hoping Lamelo's back sooner rather than later for you because um he really excites me as a fantasy prospect. And I think, you know, if he's, like I said earlier, if he's getting drafted in the first round in years in the future, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, so yeah, or more power to you, man. And sorry about that backhanded. No, I was just <laughs> joking. <laughs> I think it's yeah. quite kind of you to say. And I think, um, yeah. looking at a lot of the teams, I think, you know, people are going to be competitive and that's, you know, what I, I wanted kind of last year was, yeah. was just to, 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 to get back to being competitive, I guess. Um, but it's going to be really good and it's going to obviously kick off tomorrow. Um, and um, we're going to get a, a much more of a realistic feeling about how all these players are going to go, I think. But, um, yeah, yeah no, it's fun. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this season, more than I have been for a while, I think. That's awesome, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, just, to, just to quickly uh, wrap things up, I thought, like, because um, I know I, you probably had the most hot takes of all hot takes <laughs> during uh, my review, so I thought I'd give you a little bit of information about like, I guess the way that I went into the draft. Yeah. Give, give um, it to me, man. Yeah. I'm ready. Did, did you, did you have any particular questions? Because um, like, I felt like you had a lot when you were doing the review. Uh, not so much questions. I just think like it was um, players that I would have expected you to, to pick, but I, I know you said that you were going through and you're like, I'm going to pick players that I like. But then in the, the chat, you were like, actually, I kind of had really Zion high. So I was curious, like, did you pick Zion that early because yeah, so, you wanted to watch him or you genuinely think he was he should have gone that high? He shouldn't have gone that high. Um, but he's he's someone I didn't want to leave my draft without, for want of better words. Um, I knew that he when he plays, he has first-round production. It's just... For example, the injury history and everything like that. I'm willing to bank on him this year. Um, yeah. And obviously, as well, like essentially, the way that I sort of went into it is like I bumped guys down that I'm not, I wasn't super interested. Like a KD is just an example for me of someone who I'm like, I, I, I like the Brooklyn Nets. <clears throat> um, I'll probably watch uh, a fair few games of theirs, to be perfectly honest, but I don't necessarily want KD on my team. And yes, he might lead to winning the league, but I'd rather, you know, take a swing on a Zion or something like that in order to, um, you know, have a little bit more fun watching my guys, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes sense. What, I think that's what I saw. I, I, I definitely didn't draft to win. And I think that's what sort of goes back to my backhanded comment before. I don't <laughs> think, uh, it's not that like after winning last season and everything like that, it was absolutely amazing. I have to say like it, it always is and, and having that glory and everything. Um, but this year it wasn't, a, it was more so I want to really like my team, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, no, so makes I, sense. Like, yeah. I prioritize guys a little bit higher. I think like a Calden could have gone around later, Franz around later, um, things like that. But I was just excited from, you know, what we'd seen in preseason and stuff like that. Did let, led me to go let's have one last hurrah <laughs> yeah and and yeah honestly um yeah well really, you're really looking forward to it i was gonna say you're feeling good good about your team then yeah yep yeah. um I, I think for example where i may have like lost some value or uh things maybe in the early rounds like i went really early on Barnes. i picked some of that up uh later with like a rogier or a kevin porter which i was pretty happy about yeah um i think i'm going to be competitive uh, I don't think I have that championship. Uh, 
I don't know, scariness at this stage uh, compared to like a, um, I want to call out probably Lugie and Cade is probably my favourites this year. Uh, not Cade, sorry, Dobes. Yeah. Um, Cade, your look being my favourites this year. Um, yeah. At I this think, very early stage. I think it's interesting you say that because I uh, maybe talk like there were the two teams that I think stand out for me as well. The other one, the other one that I'm, um, the other two that I'm quite nervous of are uh, Dale and MJ. They've drafted quite well. Um, uh, Dale has all of his hustle players again, which was really interesting to see. And uh, MJ has like just a glut of good production, um, you know, throughout, which I uh, which I thought was interest- interesting, particularly towards the top end. So um, I am excited. I cannot wait to um, see how this all shakes out. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say, man. Like basketball <laughs> tomorrow, let's go. Uh, no, right, let's do it. Oh, yeah, unreal. Well, yeah. it's absolutely been a pleasure, man, to have you in and, and give your thoughts and tie a bow on what has been our um, fantasy previews for the year. So um, I think... one, man, no worries. I oh, appreciate it, man. And um, yeah, I think it's the only thing to say is exactly what you said in terms of let's go, like, <laughs> time to time to get real NBA yep. basketball watching and and get into it. So, um, been an absolute pleasure, man. Uh, your thanks again, boys. I just got to. I just realized I got to set mine. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think set them now. Set them now. Day day shorter this round, so more important for you to to set yeah. it in um, up the top. But yeah, Sixers Boston and uh, Philly Lakers tomorrow. So um, get them down. All right. Yeah, looking forward to it, mate. Right, Always a pleasure. So much, and and just um, you know, this might be one of the last podcasts that we do together. I just want to say you've been an absolute bloody legend, Commissioner. Um, you're a good looking bloke, I have to say. <laughs> uh you bring so much joy and passion to the chat. And uh I couldn't have a better person to call my league leader. So thank you very much, mate. Dude, you're, you're too good to me, mate. Um, I hope it's not the last one because um, if you're if you're going to be that nice to me, you can come back whenever you want. So <laughs> um, <I'm done. laughs> thank, thanks again, man. You're, you're a real one, dude. I love you. <laughs> love you too, dude. All right. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. See you later.